All right, all right, all right. Hey, what are you guys doing out there? <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. That's fucking well, funny. Well, that's the whole point. It, you know, it's kind of like Wolfman Jack. Hey, everybody, yeah. Yep. Salt Lake Sit Down, episode 35, the return of the Salt Lake Sit Down. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, guys. Yes, I tend to take a, a siesta, a hiatus. I tend to not do the sit down during the summer. But trust me, I know, and I might be eating these words, uh, but right now I've been in talks with Carl from Black Label Logic. If you guys watched episode 19, which at the time until Vince took my fucking trophy from me, was like the longest running live stream in the Manosphere. It was like four and a half hours or something like that that we just drank ourselves stupid, me, him, and Jack. I remember that, and it got yes. more, it, it got more, um, more drunk and stupid as time went on. It's Correct. It was very interesting, that's for sure. Absolutely. And yeah. so I've talked to Carl, and he was supposed to come on in July, but he's the man has a busy schedule. So he he you know would make a date, and then he's like, oh shit, I can't. But supposedly, I'm we're you know as of right now, as we're recording this on. Uh, August 12th at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. I know, right? But as of August 12th at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, he's going to be on on August 26th. It'll be a Sunday, which is usually when I do my show anyway. Uh, I believe it's going to be a later show, probably about about this time on that Sunday that Carl's going to be back on the Salt Lake sit-down. And we're going to have a good time. So, there's an update for you kids. So, what's up, Bit Red Crusader? Hey, guys. All the guys that are showing up. Man, you guys have been, like, camped out in my chat. I love it. I know Bacon Bacon was here, or he is, or was, or both. So, yeah. So, I've got a little, I guess, geek and tell, show and tell. As part of my updates, uh, John Steele sent me this bar of salt. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I've used it a couple of times now, and so now I want to talk about this bar of soap. Okay. Now, this bar of soap looks handmade, which I happen to like. Okay. It doesn't look commercial grade. This bar of soap has no uh, odor to it. There's He didn't add any kind of fragrance, which personally to me is a good thing. When I make my soap, I don't, I I tend not to put fragrance in it because I don't want to smell like lavender or some other nonsense. And so this did not have it. He did add a a dye to it of some sort. And so I'm kind of curious as to what, if he used like a food dye or what he used, because I know when I make soap, I don't add anything to it other than the oils, the lye, that kind of stuff. The special sauce. Yeah, there, there is that in there too, right? Yes. Yeah. But where he's got it red, because normally it tends to come out kind of an ivory slash yellow color when you don't add any kind of coloring to it. So he's obviously done something like that. But there's there's a few thumbs up, thumbs down factors, I guess, of how I would rate the soap. Okay, based on the size of this bar, this this gets five out of five thumbs up. This is a fucking fantastic size bar. Uh, the fact that it is handmade gets five right there, just for the fact that it is handmade versus some chemically store-bought type of variant. Uh, there is what I call the firmness factor. It's 
kind of like bouncing a quarter off a chick's ass, okay? Some soaps are very soft. You can literally, as you're using them, you can start to squeeze them and they'll start to fall apart. Uh, this one is very mm. firm, which I happen to like that. So he's obviously... He's got a couple of different ingredients going on. This is not a Castile soap, which would mean one oil and one oil alone. He's got super fats in this. So he, he's got multiple oils going on here to uh, create the firmness, the hardness of it, and also the lather. Okay, this one gets all sorts of sudsy and foamy, which is pretty cool. Now, I've made soap that doesn't get very foamy, sudsy. It still cleans just as well as any other, but it's more that visual appeal of, oh yeah, there's fucking little bubbles everywhere, and so you think it's working better than if you don't see it. So, very sudsy. Five out of five so far. So far, he has not got any negatives on this. Uh, the final and most important test was washing the balls. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Yes, it, it is washing the balls, and and it definitely gets a five out of five on washing. So the it balls. doesn't sting or anything. It's, no, it's, there's it's, no it's, sting. It's, it's, it's very gentle on your testes. It, yes, it, it is very very gentle on the testicular skin, on the scrotum skin. So guys, uh, you might want to hit up John Steele. And John Steele can scrub your nuts for you. That's right. He he yeah. can figure out a way to wash your balls. For you. Okay, it's a good soap. I'm it's it's right up there with my own stuff, and and I you know I am my own biggest fan. So that's definitely something I would recommend. So John Steele, what what is he on Twitter? Let me double check. because uh, he he was the one that was like, hey, make sure you. Talk I think about his, his name is is definitely in the in the Twitter handle. It is, but. I don't know if he's got like his 99 shit that he's got going on in his YouTube name or not. So I got to do a little scrolling here because I've been shit posting it's, a lot. It's John underscore Steel, three E's, E E L E, 99. There so we go. So John underscore Steel, S T double E L E, 99. There we and, go. Uh, he's in, that's and, on Twitter. So hit him up if you're interested in a bar soap. Okay. So yeah. got to get that piece of business out of the way because gotta get, that, that was that was kind of high on my list of shit to do. Yeah, yeah like, that's okay. cool. The guy, you know, sent it out to me, uh, you know, hey, here, just... I know, you know. I still need to send him my address so he can send me... Yeah, dude, seriously. I need, I need my, my nuts need to be scrubbed with some John Steele Well, soap. John still knows how to scrub nuts, so I'm going to tell you mm -hmm. that right now. He's so, a nut scrubber. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. It's funny, oh, um, I'm looking at the chat right now, the Million Dollar Guy's in there, and I see Red and Mictubus, and they're talking about digital audio works. Oh, yeah, and real fast, yeah. before you get into music, uh, Red, I'm glad you're enjoying the Day Trippers stream. Um, I'm in, like, the first three or four, the beginning. It's such a fun it's such a fun game, and, uh, and Todd Foley's a great game master, so I'm glad you're enjoying that. And spread the word. Feel free to share that link. So, that's cool. All right, carry cool. on, Rob. Yeah. Well, it's funny that, you know, he's they're talking about digital audio workstations and I know Red brought up something earlier before the show. Where the hell is it? Got to scroll up here. Yeah, I'm watching what you motherfuckers are saying. There there it is. There it is. It's funny. It's like Red read my mind. He said, and I'm sure he wasn't necessarily addressing me per se. He was probably talking to Nictibus or the bit or somebody in the chat. But he said he would love to get into a guitar chat sometime. One of the things I want to do, so Red, here's your opportunity. And and, I, and if Kayo from the Failsafe catches this replay or if he's lurking around in the fucking chat, uh, 
you guys that play guitar on the regular and and you're you're actually you're good some of you are actually really good i want to do down the road probably in september maybe october i want to do an episode on here on the sit down where and you guys got to figure it out but that you can hook up your shit and you can live stream your guitar or your synth or whatever it is. I want you to play a tune. Oh, a little concert. Yeah, kind of. Not necessarily. Cool. I mean, it'd be kind of cool if, you know, like two or three of these guys got together and actually, you know, hey, let's play this together or whatever. That'd be cool. But even if not, even if it's something that they, whether it's their own composition or it's, hey, you know, I, I really like this song from whoever and they want to do it, you know, play a few licks of it or whatever, a bunch of riffs off of it. Uh, I want it on the show. I want to. I want to hear it. I want the audience to hear it. I want to preserve it for time immemorial. So, Red, you you've been tasked, for lack of better words. And if you don't want to do it, that's fine. But that's kind of what I'm thinking. Cool. Uh, Bull Rush, what up, buddy? Hey, Bull Rush, Victimus, Red, everybody. Yeah. It would sound like Saint Anger. That's okay. It can sound like garage shit. It doesn't have to sound like we're in a concert hall, you know, doing some arena tour with a million dollars worth of gear. You guys can sound like you're in a tin can. I don't give a shit. But that's something I kind of want to do. And and it's funny because it's like he read my mind because I was thinking about that even before I uh, before we went live. I was thinking about that, that it's like there's a couple of dudes that I know that play and they've got some digital audio equipment that they can, you know, wire up to their computer and whatnot. Or they've got some decent microphones that they can put in front of their amplifier or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, I want you to live stream, even if it's a few licks or whatever. You know, a short, you know, you can do Mary Had a Little Lamp. I don't give a fuck. But that's something I want to do. So the, I guess, the casting call, so to speak, is being made as we speak. Cool. So, yeah. As long as there's no casting couch, everyone should be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, you're ruining all my fun. (laughs) And all you're going to wear is a t-shirt and there's glasses and your your beanie. And that's it. Oh, and don't forget the soap afterwards. You got the soap. Well, yeah, I got the soap. John's keeping me stocked up on soap, so I'm good. Yep. So there you go. Bacon, why in the hell did you got did, uh, did not get notified of this? Or get notified of what? The show? You're in the fucking show. What are you talking about? You talking about the guitar thing? Because that's just something I barely just thought of. Rob Other just thought of that shit show. now. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling him. I'm talking straight out of my ass as I'm rolling here, guys. That's what he does best. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things. Can I join? I got an acoustic ukulele. Yeah, if, if <laughs> ukulele. You, that's okay. Yeah. If you know how Bull to play, she's going to play the swinette. <laughs> Dude, I want someone with a kazoo. That's what I want. I've got a harmonica. Mm. Dude, that could be that. the hell. That could be a hell of an episode. I'm telling there you. There you go. Play a little bit of that. And yeah. I, if it, I it, still it, had my saxophone, I'd break that out. I, oh, I used shit. to play Kenny alto G. and tenor sax. Yeah. Yep. Kenny G. Here we go. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I'm saying. I I do want to do an episode probably in September, maybe October, as, as the summer wears down and fall kicks in. We could even okay. incorporate it into the uh, village by the uh, lake. Ooh. One, One night, night, yeah. We may have to do we that. We have to do that, yeah. Right. But to have uh, the, the Salt Lake sit-down episode number, whatever it will be at that point, but the musical episode. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want. And it's not just a bunch of assholes sitting around talking about, yo, Metallica rocks. No, they don't. They suck. No, they do. They rock. No, they don't. They suck. I don't know. We're not going to talk music. We're going to fucking play music. At least you guys are. And I'm going to tell you what songs to play. That's it. I'm, I'm the goddamn maestro. So there you go. See, look at this. These guys, all these motherfuckers play music. 
I did, Red. I played alto and tenor. Um, my father had an old lyric that he was gifted at Christmas time. He was like 14 or 15. He learned to play. And then I don't know if you're familiar with um, the East Coast uh, ritual of the string band, um, the Mummers Parades on New Year's Eve, or New Year's Day, I should say. And my father was a mummer. He was part of Trilby, and I think he did that for two years. So he played saxophone in the freezing cold, with all dressed up in costumes and shit, for <laughs> New Year's Day, Philadelphia. <laughs> so, yeah. and then That's dedication. I, Absolutely, and then I got into it. I'm like, oh, that's I like, I like the saxophone. It's, it's got a it's got a great sound. So I learned how to play, and I started on the alto, my father's lyric, and then I went to a tenor. I prefer the tenor. It's got a sexier sound. So, looking for a third for the cast tonight. You talking red knots? Just gonna be me and Vince. So. I, I gotta, you know, gradually wean myself back into the sit down for a minute. It's been so goddamn long since I actually set one of these up. I was like, a couple months, even, right? Oh, more than that. It's probably been since like May, I think, was the last time. I know it was me and uh, Tim, Bullrush, and uh, Nonstop Dre. We were talking about the the ugly side of the military, and I want to say that was in May. I think it was. Which that's another thing that uh, if Dre catches, you know, if he catches this or he catches the replay, if he's lurking, <clears throat> Dre and Bullrush, you too. Um, starting in September, when I get back into doing this really consistently, we there's still another episode that kind of deals with the military that Tim wants to do, and I want you guys involved in that as well. So cool. y- you're on notice, just FYI. Pay attention, oh, you fuckers. That's right. I'll, I'll be sending links and all that shit when we get a little closer. Because, yeah, right now, this is kind of an offshoot because why not? Like I said, hopefully if things work out with Carl, that will be kind of the kickstart because it'll be the end of August. And then going into September, I plan to make it a hell of a lot more regular. Once we get into fall, get into winter when it's fucking cold and it's dark and there ain't shit to do. Yeah, so like so that's the plan there, guys. Balthazar, thank you, sir. Vince, did your lips freeze to the saxophone? <laughs> no, because I never did that shit. I was in I was in concert and jazz band. Um, I did not do anything related to uh, what's that uh, the, the portion of the of band where you went out and played for the football teams. And sh- I'm like, no, it's it's gay. I'm not, I'm not I'm not wearing those costumes. I'm not wearing that fucking hat. I'm not getting up early before class to practice and march marching band. That's it. I'm not. That's just gay. I'm not doing that. Um, and then I'm freezing my ass off, so fuck that. Nope. What are we drinking tonight? Bud Light for me. Uh, I'm definitely going bottom tier. Well, not quite bottom tier. Red wine. Pretty close. Oh, red wine for you. Okay, uh, a connoisseur. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. I've been into wine for a couple years. Well, actually more than a couple years, probably a decade. The only wine that I've found is that uh, shit we had out there at the Village by the Sea, that wild cock. That was good stuff. You like the cock, right? Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. <laughs> hey, John, hey, I just I just shouted out and did my review of your soap, dude. You have to go and back it, and watch that shit. Yeah, you're going to have to watch the, pretty much the beginning because I started off with that. You're now uh, associated with, with balls and washing. That's right. You're oh, you're the official ball washer of the sphere now because your soap's that good. And then your lips will freeze, apparently. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I ne- no, I never played saxophone outside to have them freeze up. Nope. Yeah, I never, I never played an instrument out in the cold. I, that, nah. 
I've yeah. shot guns in the cold, and sometimes I even shot them just so I could grab the barrel to warm my hands up. Yeah, right. But because that—that's—that's that's one thing I always kind of hated about deer hunting season is depending on the year, you'd get like an Indian summer where some years there wasn't any snow up in the mountains, at least not at the elevations I was at, and it wasn't terribly cold once the sun came up. But then there were other years where fucking winter showed up early. You had two feet of snow to trudge around in and it was fucking freezing all day long. And so you're shooting off your rifle just because. Mm -hmm. Like, did you see something? No, my fucking hands are cold. Even Ooh, with my gloves. fucking hands up. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah that's it. It's a, it's a way to warm your hands up. You let off one round and then grab the barrel. There you go. Very sexy. I like it. Mm. It works. Mm-hmm. Try playing a baritone in 30 degree weather. There's a reason why I didn't play a baritone in 30 degree weather. <laughs> no <laughs> shit. Fucking well, doing that shit. Yeah, you, you wasn't that fucking stupid. That's what it was. No, and the fucking Easy. thing was the baritone sax is when you're sitting down playing, the, the bottom curve of the saxophone rests on the floor. Mm. I'm like, yeah, that's, I'm not, I, I want something I can manhandle. Yeah. yeah like, no, the, baritone is, the baritone is just like, it, 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 it's all, it was almost as large as me. I was in junior high. I'm like, yeah, I'm not playing that. Not no shit. You'd be dragging it around like a third leg. Seriously. Evening, Lauren. How are you? So, yep. You're welcome, John. Thank you for the soap. It's good stuff. Uh, you're going to have to tell me your secret sauce at some point of like what type of oils and whatnot you used in it. Because I know you, this is not a Castile where it's one type of oil and one type only. That much I figured out for sure. So, like I said, go back and watch the, the replay on that there, John. You'll, you'll get a kick out of it. <clears throat> Oh, God, what else has been going on? Let's see. Well, we talked about Carl and about being dodgy there. Uh, what else? How was your day? Oh, uh, dude. Good? It, it was good. Uh, work was work. It was fucking hot today. I think it was about 97. So, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's that's one thing I'm... I'm is, it, is it humid out in Utah? No, no. It's okay. a dry heat for us. Okay, that's yeah. good. Well, I mean, it is, you know, I guess it all depends on what you're acclimated to. You know, I, I know a lot of people talk about, yeah, it's 85 and 100% humidity wherever they it's are. Like and here, it's, yeah. And I, <laughs> and I get that. I've been in that weather and it sucks too. But the dry heat, you know, people, well, it's a dry heat. It's like, yeah, and so is a blast furnace. It's the hot is still it's fucking hot. It's yeah, still, it's, it's still yeah, way it's still fucking hot. hot. Yeah. It's hot enough that you'll sweat balls. Yep. That's like being out in Vegas or uh, Arizona. It's the same thing. It's like yeah. 110 in the shade, but oh, there's no humidity. It's still fucking scorching. Yep. Which is why most people like in Phoenix do all of like their yard work and their jogging and all their other bullshit that they do. They do it like at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. When the sun's not up, it's probably the coolest it's going to be all day. And it's already 90 degrees at that point. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, nope can't do it that's way too hot for me oh speaking of you know being in cooler temperatures well lauren if you're up near denver or up in the mountainous areas you're probably at a lot cooler temperature than than where i'm at so that's good for you colorado's okay i i like the fact that they have uh what are they dispensaries that's what i like about uh, colorado now. oh yeah, yeah and you can get it for recreational use apparently oh well there's no apparently you you can <laughs> <laughs> the fun part's trying to make sure you get across the border and don't get pulled over. That's the fun part. There you go. That's 
right. But yeah. if you do it on a motorcycle and you don't take the freeway, you're probably going to be a-okay. There you go. Stick that shit under your seat. Mm-hmm. Or even the bottom of your saddlebag. You'll be all right. Yep. So, no, no. Sorry, feds. I, I, that's all a joke. Just kidding. Just kidding. What? Who? Right. What? Yeah. No new goth dates at the moment. Uh, the one had way more red flags than I wanted to deal with. Uh, I'm okay with red flags because obviously red flags are a green light. But even then, there are some red flags that it's like, uh, no, I, uh, I don't need the hassle. I don't need the bullshit. And so, yeah, it's like, no, there's stuff Danny going on. Glo- it's a Danny Glover response on Tool for that shit. Well, and that's that's how it is. You know, take you know, take me back 10 years, 38-year-old me. I'd have probably been like, ah, fuck it, I'll do it anyway. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, nah, no, there's some stuff you, you really need to be working on here. And I that's not my job to be a part of that. It's like, no, you, you, you've got some genuine red flags, not just, oh, you have tattoos and piercings <laughs> that fucking guys are saying right now. I've seen that shit again. And it's like, guys, here's the deal. I wrote a fucking blog post. It went out today that talked about dating profiles online in 2020. And one of the things that I mentioned, and this is observation from, I'm comparing it to 20 years ago when I was back in the bar back in the day, okay? Women today have more tattoos than they did 20 years ago. It's neither good nor bad. It just is. I'm seeing a lot more ink now than 20 years ago. And I'm seeing ink that even uh, can give me a run for my money. And I have a lot of tattoos. You know, 20 years ago, women typically didn't have a lot of tattoos. and, And I definitely would have been the guy that, wow, you're you're pretty inked up, you know, where now it's like, oh, shit, you know, fuck these girls, these young girls and young guys are giving me a run for my money or, you know, beating me hands down as far as the ink collection goes. But I'm, I'm seeing guys on there and they're like, oh, well, you know, a girl with tattoos, and that's a red flag. And I'm just like, you know what? Fuck these guys. Yep, you're right, dude. It's a red flag. You should not choose her. Do not choose her. In fact, I, I tweeted it. I, I'm going to agree and amplify that shit and get them to be More so for choosy, us. they'll choose their way right out of the gym. <laughs> fucking A rights. It's like, you know, fucking guys that try and find ways to talk themselves out of getting sex. And it's like, really? You, you know, well, she needs to be. And it's like, and who the fuck are you? Christ almighty. I'm probably in better shape than most of them guys that are yapping on the goddamn internet. Need more face tats. <laughs> Those I can do without. Yeah, that one. That's getting a little fucking extreme. That's that's that's, that's pushing the, the the limits of its absurdity. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, 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 I'm good, thanks. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, that. Yeah, the the face tats. Well, even the neck tats. I I was looking at a profile earlier today, as a matter of fact. Now that I think about the face tat. And there was this gal, and she was not bad looking. But then I noticed she just she had this neck tat going, and that that just like instant dick dropper. I was just like, oh, yeah. No. I've you swiped like on a, just, I've I've swiped on a few of them just so I could get to connect to them and say, what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to have anything to do with them. Like, just explain to me. 
the logic or even the emotional logic yeah, behind I that. I just want to know. I just want to know. I, from I, my I, 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 and I get it. Me, I, I, I don't care. Whatever. You know. Well, fundamentally, I don't care either. But yeah. just, just as a, as a curiosity, is like just uh, just have one of them say, "Oh, well," and then run off this long list of reasons why, why and then go, "That's nah, fucking stupid." Yeah, you know, and that's it. It's you know, I remember there was a guy earlier today. The same, I think it was the same dude who was you know, you know girl with tattoos. That's a red flag. Doing that shit, and he starts talking about you know girls with sleeves. And I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, okay, yeah, it depends on the sleeve because my ex-wife had a sleeve and yeah, it, it really did not work for her. I mean, it looked good. The artwork was done very well. She paid top dollar to have it done, but it didn't work for her to me, at least It, it, it definitely did not drive the attraction factor. However, that being said, kitten. My crazy Wiccan girl from last December, this, you know, six, seven months ago, mm-hmm. she's got a sleeve. Well, oh. shit, she's got more than a sleeve. She's got all kinds of shit Gordon. going up and down her. Oh, yeah. Okay. And her shit worked. Mm. You know, that even the full sleeve on, I, I think it was, was it her left arm? I don't remember. One of her arms was. Did like it blend well with her skin tone, too? It did. And it, and it, it just. Whoever did it, because she's she's got a lot of it. She has even more than I do. Whoever did it, they did it right. That it's still, and I'm sure the Spurgs on Twitter will argue till they're blue in the face and try to disagree and fuck them, I don't care. But this, the way it was done, the way she had it, the designs, the, the way the lines were drawn, the whole nine yards, it actually looked feminine. Hmm. It, it really worked for her. And so, to me, it actually added to her attractiveness. I was like, oh, shit, this actually looks really good on you. And I've seen women that it does. And so, the whole, oh, you got tattoos. And, and, and I'm thinking about it. And there was another dude who was like, yeah, if I was going to, like, screen out all the women with tattoos, I'd be lonely for a long-ass time. And I got thinking about that. And I thought, you know what? He's right. Because where it is a fact of life. Whether you like it or not, it is. Younger women, especially in their 20s and even into their 30s for the most part, have at least one or two somewhere. Rather, you know, like Lauren it's was talking about. It's not a huge deal. Well, it's not a huge deal. And, and if no. you're really going to be that fucking picky, it's like, good luck. Yeah. Because gonna, when, I, gonna... when I think of all the women I've been around in the last year or so, every one of them, every fucking one of them had something. Rather, it was small and it was kind of discreet and you had to, you know, it wasn't visible if she had a shirt on or whatever. Yeah. Or, or you know, you could see it coming, you know, peeking out from under her sleeve or down her leg or whatever. Or in some cases, you know, holy shit, there's a full entire back piece going on. You know, this ginormous fucking thing. Either way, if I was going to screen for that, that stupidity, I every one of them in the last year, it'd be like, well, I... Yes, I wouldn't have met or dealt with any of them. <laughs> you would have, there would be no prospects. Yeah, yeah, there would have been none. It's like, if, I, if I'm going to use that as criteria, yeah. then it's like, are you fucking kidding me? No. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's stupid. It's like, get get over yourselves. Realize it is. It, it's another, it's, it's, no, an, it's, it's, it's another cope. That's all it is. It it's really another is. way to say, I am a pussy 
and I'm scared of women and I'm scared of rejection. And so, oh, well, she's got tattoos. Well, yeah, so I'm not going to talk to her because she's a hoe and yeah. she's psycho. And I am not, I, I'm going to save, I'm going to protect my virtue. That's just other bullshit negative self talk. That's all it is. That's yeah. all it is. It's all bullshit. That's, seriously. And, and Bullrush, as far as the, uh, a tattoo of a choker that all right for no well if things go the way i want them to go and as they should go uh, the only choker is going to be around her neck is my collar so it's going to be covered up anyway so that that whole tattoo of a choker is gay that's no no let's no. nope next lauren oh yeah lauren said what's the biggest red flag you've ever encountered <laughs> It's funny you asked, because I actually wrote about that probably about a year ago, that I did write about red flags, things to watch out for. And the biggest one, okay, excessive tattoos can be a red flag. Doesn't mean they are, they just can be. Same with body piercings. There are certain body piercings for me that it's not like you're psycho or you're crazy or anything like that. It's just unattractive. So the septum, the bull nose, the bull ring nose thing, that shit to me, that's ugh, that immediate drop in, in attractiveness when I see a woman wearing that shit. Yeah. But again, that's not a red flag. That's just, that's just unattractive. Okay. But getting to the biggest red flag, she has, it's a combination of two things. One, she has a victim mentality and she is seeking sympathy. Okay. Almost without exception, the women I have met that do that a lot. I'm not saying occasionally or as a joke. I'm saying it's kind of part of their personality, part of their lifestyle, where they play the victim card and they seek sympathy, okay? That is sociopathic shit there, okay? That's, to me, I would say that's probably, you're getting into BPD country at that point when they do that shit. And, it, and it's not just occasionally, it's, it's kind of like, every time okay that's my ex-wife that's a couple other women i've met that you know i didn't get stupid and bring them home and wife them up but the biggest one and i've seen it in other women it's the whole victim card and then the sympathy it's the poor me thing and it's like oh you're you're not just seeking attention you know saying pay attention to me it's it is that i seek sympathy and they feed off of it and that's that's a big one that's that is to me you're getting into danger country at that point that's, 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 that's exhausting and just going to drain you yeah exactly well and and chest brought up another one and i agree with him there too is is women that get strung out um mm. just like there are high functioning alcoholics there are high functioning addicts in whatever their drug is whether it's prescription or otherwise and that also was my ex-wife you know, she she was strung out on pain meds. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And hmm. so she she had kind of a trifecta of things going on. But yeah, you you add the victim card, the sympathy card, and then throw a drug addiction on top of it. And of course, you know, in her eyes, I'm not addicted. I'm good. You know, and it's like you can barely fucking walk. You can barely stand up. You can barely fucking talk. And hmm. you're gonna tell me you're not addicted. You know, and you do this every day. I'm not addicted. I no. I'm in pain. Yeah, the pain is the fact that you start going into withdrawal. And that's why you have pain. It's your body's physical, it's manifesting the physical response to say, I need another hit. Because once you take your pills, hey, imagine that your pain goes away. Gee, go figure. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think that there are certain uh, conditions, starts with F and ends with uh, fibromyalgia, that I think is a lot of that. Because she got strung out on pain pills, and then when she kind of started trying to wean herself off them, all of a sudden she had fibromyalgia. And it's like, do you have fibromyalgia or is this withdrawal? You know, kind of like people that go through the shakes and whatnot when they start to detox, whether it's off the of or heroin. Or, yeah, it's kind of like that. So I, I have my own theories on it. I'm not a doctor, so I can't claim that I have medical expertise here, but... You know, if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. It's probably a fucking duck. Yeah, probably. Yep. yep. I can stop whenever I want. There you go. Yeah. Hey, Juan. Juan, dude, you're going to have to go back and watch the replay for the the, the soap review and some of the other horse shit we've been talking you miss, about. You've missed the first 35 minutes. Yeah, you, you kind of have, dude. God damn it. Yep. But, yeah, that's those are those are all all women are crazy. They are kind of like that hot crazy matrix. That's that joke. Pick and the one or two says, and just have fun. Yeah, but the guy says you know women are a baseline four on the crazy scale. All women are like that, and and he's not wrong. It's like yeah, they they all are all all you women are crazy, and that's okay. I don't mind it. It's just how fucking crazy are they? Are they crazy or are they psycho? Mm-hmm. And it's what difference. it's what you're willing to tolerate too, right? Yeah, yeah, it's what you're willing, you know. But that's where, and and the only way you're really ever gonna know is you're. It's not gonna be listening to assholes like me talk about it. It's not gonna be you reading fucking posts on the internet or reading something that Rollo or Rich tweeted or something. You're gonna have to go out and experience it for yourself. That's the only way you're going to know, and then you'll learn what you can handle and what you can't. You'll yeah, figure deal. out, I can deal with this, this isn't that big of a deal, and then you'll jump right on in and you'll be just fine. Yeah, dealing with, with women. Yeah, dealing well, with it, women is like anything. It's like, you can equate it to like learning a skill, or like, we were talking about this not too long ago, about, okay, well, I can watch all the videos and read all the books I want on martial arts or riding a motorcycle. And until I actually practice martial arts and I'm taught and get on the fucking motorcycle and ride the fucking thing and practice. I don't know diddly, diddly squat. It's the same thing with women. If you don't oh yeah, practice, you can you read all the books on seduction and mystery method, but until you actually go out and approach a woman and try to seduce her and then realize that half that shit goes right out of your head. Yeah. And and a lot or of, even more. You know, yeah, three quarters and, of it goes right out the window. You forgot what you were going to fucking say. Absolutely. And a lot of the guys get caught up in like this sort of like uh, self-help uh, <laughs> as it were. The books and the reading and they've well, just one more book just one more course just one more fill yeah, in the it's, blank. Just, it's just a cope to not actually go out and approach mm-hmm. and and it and it's it becomes mental masturbation is what it becomes because yeah i just need one more course one more book like, and now, then this wasn't it. this one wasn't good enough that that was that I'm, I'm there but not quite yet yeah you're not there until <laughs> you, until you hit the pavement and you start talking Fuck. Yeah, that's just it's... that's the reality but that's the thing with red flag women you're, mm-hmm. you're not going to know until you've been around a bunch and you're yep. going to realize they're all crazy to one degree or another. It's how, how deep does the crazy run? How crazy are they? Are they stabby crazy? Stabby crazy, you probably want to stay away from, okay? Yep. I've been fortunate enough that, you know, by dealing with other levels of crazy, I realized, yeah, I don't want stabby crazy. Okay? No, so when, when, I, when I hear that shit show up, I'm like, oh, bye, I'm out. And that's kind of what happened with Goth Chick. 
Not that she was stabby crazy, but she was up in that area. There was other things that I'm just like, yeah, no. That's you weren't you weren't willing to tell you weren't willing to tolerate that. No, it's like no. I, no, I don't need this shit. And so that's when it's well, you know, you get that shit sorted out. Hit me up, you know. Till then, have a good one, man. I, I don't have time. Seriously. But that comes from experience. That comes from dealing with other levels of crazy. You know, mm-hmm. fucking kitten was a shit show. You know, she had all kinds of drama, all kinds of bullshit going on. But I'm looking at it going, man, there's no goddamn way I would play house with her or want to wife her up. But man, Ooh. she was a fun person to be around, you know, and not just for sex. She was fun in general. It was, you know, she was 90 miles an hour in 80 million directions and it was a whirlwind and unexperienced me would have been way overwhelmed by her. It would have just been like, oh my God. But I've had enough experiences like I can handle this. This ain't that yeah. big. It's kind of fun watching her do the Tasmanian devil thing start spinning. Well, that's that's where the experience really uh, works in your favor too because those those type of women are, they are, they're full of life. They are fun. Mm-hmm. They bring drama and all that. But you're, the thing is, like, Rob and I are we're aware of this. So right. we can we we can take what we want and the enjoyment what we want from these women, and give back as well. But we're not we're not affected by it, right? And we're not letting it ruin our lives. We're not getting one itis over these chicks. It's just like yeah, we're having a we're fun not, time, and, and we're, we're creating not bringing them in. You know, exactly. We're not bringing them in and wifing them up type of thing and playing house with them. Where no, you then you, you kind of get what you deserve, especially if you knew what you were getting into. Yeah, you you play you play sleepover and then get the fuck out. You know, that's, you know, and I've seen guys talk about that too. Oh, well, you know, if you do sleepover, you don't bring her to your house. And I'm like, motherfucker, please. Trust Go where me. you want. And, well, Go and for me, I'm lazy. No, I'm I know you are. Lazy. I, it's I like, no, are. I do. I want them to come over to my house. Then I don't have to leave. I'm, I'm out in a truck all fucking day long. Mm-hmm. I get home. The last thing I want to do is get all cleaned up. I'm all relaxed. I'm drinking i'm having a good time oh god i gotta go change into something else and i gotta go leave the house to go to her place or go meet up with well you don't technically rob with your laissez-faire attitude you don't have you're lazy anyway you don't have to dress up you just show up all stinking and shit you'd be fine i I could do that and it would probably be okay for me it'd probably work but the thing is i don't want to leave the house and so that's where i'm like nah you come here you know, I'll take a shower. I'll use John Steele's soap and wash my balls. You just have it in like a little one of those little soap holder, like yeah. one of those soap nets. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> right. It says know? John Steele on the side, you know. Right. You're good. Yeah, exactly. And and John brought up a good point, and he's 100% right. The crazier they are, the better the sex. That is true. That is absolutely true. That's true. That let's, let's bring it back to John's ball, the John's balls again. So... You could have he could come up with the the uh, the ball scrubber the John, the steel ball scrubber I think that would work and Rob has disappeared of course and left me holding the bag I'll be holding the ball bag so there you go John there's another business deal for you in, in, in line with your soap empire you could do you know how they have those those scrubbers those stupid loofah whatever the fuck they are you could make one that I don't know has a handle on it or some shit there's like some kind of weird mitt. Scrubber. I, I have a name for it. It's not the John Steel Ball Scrubber. I like that, but that ain't Steel it. Steel Balls. No, no, no. No, no, no. I mean, that, yeah, okay, but no. Make it out of wool. 
and call it steel wool. You could do steel wool, but it, yeah, but that's going to scratch your nuts. <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> it doesn't have to be, you know, a hundred percent. I like steel wool. balls, but okay. Well, we, we it's whatever. <laughs> jo- we, we've given John these marketing ideas. He could take it and run with it. It's all free. We don't want any commission. Just give a shout out to us every now and then, and just send us, send us, send us soap, send us soap <laughs> for our balls, and we're, we're we'll call it, we'll call it even. Yeah, we'll call um, it good. Oh yeah, red. Yeah, check out check. Uh, I I play. Um, my character is uh, Benjamin T. Fitch. There was an episode where I was um, phasing out of the character and playing in the game, and we did this sort of like. Um, the beginning of one of the episodes was me leave my character leaving. It's hysterical. It's actually quite a quite a good uh, repartee I had between uh, my friends and I. But uh, yeah, go go check that out. The Steel Scrotum Scrubber. Yeah, that works. Yeah. But uh, yeah, go go check out Day Trippers. Hey, uh, hey, Red put John, the link in there. You better be writing some of this shit down from the chat here because there's some fucking shit going on in here. These guys have got some good ones too. So mm-hmm. you, you ought to be taking some notes. And you and you could be like a by, a bylines and let John Steele fondle your balls, <laughs> <laughs> or, or you know John Steele handles your nuts. There you go. That's <laughs> like that shit. Remember, um, what was the name of that like goofy store in all the malls? Um, that had all the weird shit, like had all the, like the paraphernalia and, and goofy crap and posters and crap. Uh, what the hell was it called? It was a chain too. Dude, it has Fuck. been so goddamn. Thank you, thank you, Spencer's. Yes, Spencer's. Spencer's. Okay. All that kind of weird, ga- like gadgety, gimmicky shit. You could, <laughs> it would totally sell there. John's his his steel John's steel wool would sell at Spencer's. Steel ball <laughs> cheese grater. Yes, it sell it at Spencer's. It'd be great. <laughs> they probably. I'm sure if they don't have, they're not in the malls anymore. Oh, no, I, I heard haven't them. seen them forever. I was reading a news article very briefly where Amazon is thinking about opening up distribution centers in mall local malls. Really? Yeah. I mean, huh. it would help. It would, help, it would help revitalize help. fucking malls. It would help a little bit revitalize the malls. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't Who knows? I'm going to look into my area and see if that's actually a thing. Because I'm, I'm. Well, I'm I know actually, it's not here yet. I can tell you that. It's No, it would be. It, it would. Mm, it probably start on the East Coast first. The mall culture here is still free. Uh, see, not Could here. Be wrong on that. Hot Topic not. is the new Spencer. Yeah, oh, that's absolutely. true. Yeah, I remember Hot Topic. Hot, well, Hot, Hot Topic has more clothes, too. It's where the, the little, little goth chicks. That's where all chicks. the little emo goth chicks go, yeah. I guarantee yeah. that that's where this goth chick that I was seeing before the red flags, the big red flags showed up. But I was like, yeah, I'm kind of done. I guarantee you that's where she was getting all her shit from was Hot Topic. Yeah. So, yeah. Hot Topic and Forever 21. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the Big Johnson brand. The Big Johnson. That was the, the surfboards, I think. Yeah. Right. Yep. Kind of like sex wax, you know? Yep. That, that the, shit board, the board over. wax. Yeah. yeah. I used to mm-hmm. use that for my skimmer. You throw that shit down and then run and jump on it and then fall directly on your ass. <laughs> I'm, lucky I didn't break my, I'm lucky I didn't break my spine. Oh, shit. You probably would now or break your hip or something. I Absolutely. <laughs> Fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, I probably would too, which is why I'm not going to try that shit. I know, right? Uh, or you could be like Aaron and just go dive into the ocean and swim out to the, the sandbar that he thought he could get to. 
Well, you know, he had to give the ocean the finger and say, fuck you, Poseidon, I'm coming for you. And then yeah, like, he I probably have cancer. Who cares if I die anyway, right? Right. And well, and that's what we said. Oh, fuck him. He drowns. I guess the fish will have him because I ain't going out there. It was funny because we both looked at each other like, you going to get him? No, I'm not going to get him either. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll just sit here and watch him go under, pretty much. That's what real friends would do. Absolutely. Hey, Ron John. There's a Ron John um, down here at um, Long Beach Island. Is there? Still open, yeah. Nice. You know, and there's the 7th Street Surf Shop. That's where I got my uh, reef sandals. I've got like a 15-year-old pair of sandals. Yep. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Them things have lasted if you've had them for like 15 fucking years. Oh, yeah. They have that They have that false... Uh, there's like it's a velcroed bottom heel you can rip open and like it opens up like a like a shark mouth. Uh-huh. And you could if you want to hide your marijuana, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I used to store it's a drug stash. It is. I used to. I used. To, <laughs> it totally is. I used to store like extra money in it because it would keep it waterproof, especially mm. if I was out and about on the beach or whatever. And you know what? I, I'd be okay with my money being wet. I'll hand that to a cashier. And she kind of looks at it and goes, Ew, it's wet. It's like, yeah, I just pulled it out from under my balls. That's right. My sweaty <laughs> balls that I got to clean later with my ball washer and my ball soap from John Steele. That's right. We're going to keep we're gonna keep going with this until it's played out. Yeah, this is going to be part of the theme for tonight's show is John's soap for your balls. That's yeah. right. You can have like a, I think they already sell this, but it's like a, it's almost like a talcum powder that's geared towards guys for you know it's i think it's called fresh balls with a z <laughs> <laughs> you could come up with these uh handy pack of wipes for your balls <laughs> ball, ball wipes oh man i love it the money is flying here we just figured out your entire etsy store john <laughs> It could be a competition with Bull Rush. Nah, they're not going to compete. If anything, they could actually partner up because Bull Rush will sell you the razor and John will sell you the soap because that's another thing. His soap, I actually used it to shave too. Hmm. Not my balls, but I shaved my face with it. Yeah, yeah, did it work well? It did actually. It actually made my skin very slick. Which is good, you know, which is what a good, you know, like shaving lotion, shaving cream. That's what Bull Rush was saying. He's like, yeah, it's got to be slick to really get, get I mean, to there. Eh, I, I, I mean, yes, especially if you're kind of new to straight razors. Uh, I would 100% agree with that uh, that sentiment. But to, to, to fluff Bull Rush a little bit, okay, when I bought that fucking razor from him... I thought I've had sharp razors before. This son of a bitch is like sharper than sharp. This is the razor, kind of like uh, the, the, the the sword. Vorpal, fucking vorpal weapon in D&D. Kind of, yeah. It, it's, it, it's, the, it's sharp enough that if you encounter God, you will cut God with this thing. Okay? That's, that's how sharp this thing is. Well, I, I've never... Well, here's one for you. I have two straight razors now. I have the one I bought from Bull Rush, and then I have one that was given to me as a gift from my mom for Christmas a few years. Okay, my razor sucks in comparison, mm. and I've never used it to shave my head. I've used it to shave my neck. Hey, what's up, Skelton? I've nice used going. it to shave my face, but never my head. Okay, mm. because I was too paranoid that man, I will fuck myself up. Yeah. Well, when Bull Rush's razor showed up, I was so excited about this thing. But it's like, oh yeah, because I, I let my shit grow for like three days. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Face, neck, head, everything. How? Uh, that's a quick question too. How often do you shave your head? 
<sighs> twice a week. Yeah, I shaved it today, and I shaved it Sunday, I want to say. Saturday or Sunday was the last time I shaved it. Both times, I've used the straight razor, okay? I've used the one that Bullrush sold me, because when I was doing my face, and I was doing my neck, it just, even with, like, your standard fucking shaving cream, your, you know, your Barbasol, your cheap-ass garbage, man, that shit was just like, and it was like, holy shit. Yeah. Little to no pressure. It just glided. There was no scratchy, draggy kind of shit going on. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> None of that shit going on. And I, and, and I got excited because I was like, oh, my God, the hair is literally like are afraid of the blade. They're jumping out before the blade even gets there. Right. You and so I, screaming. That's right. What's up, Amos? And Amos. so I, I went immediately from doing my cheeks and my neck, which was seriously was like two minutes total. Just done. No yeah. cuts, no nicks, no nothing. Mm-hmm. That I, I lathered up my head and went straight to my head with that straight razor, which I've I've never done that before. No, you don't use a mirror for the back. You just oh, no. you go, you just go by, by feel. feel. Okay. All by feel. All right. Okay. But I've also had 20 years of shaving my head too. Oh, yeah, that's, it's, that's you true. know, And so I have, I guess, an advantage from doing that for so many years. But I was doing... All the shit I would do with a safety razor or a disposable, I was, you know, I started going with the grain kind of thing. And then I ended up after a while, it was like, oh my God, this thing is such a dream that I was going against the grain and no drag. There's no, no difference. I, I cut myself once because I got careless. I, I started yeah. getting fast and was like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, and that, well, that's, that's what I like about using a straight razor mm. it is you take you had the time i guess if you're getting up you're late for work or you're you're in a hurry you're not going to use it but during the weekends or if you're you have the time it's like an, it's a nice the, the, the shave the, the shaving cream the shaving bra it is it's a great it's like smoking a cigar or a pipe it is. it's the same thing mm-hmm. and i really like it so thank you Paul. yeah so that but when i realized just how sharp this motherfucker was it was like immediately didn't even think twice it was like i'm shaving my head yeah. And ever since then, when I have the time, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, you know, I, I still have the the, the double headed uh, uh, safety razor. Safety razors, yeah. That's and, what and I that, use on a normal that, basis. Yeah, yeah. that's that's my yeah. daily. That's my yeah. I got shit to do. I, I don't have time to fuck around. I, I don't want to ponder it and ponder the meaning of life. I gotta go. And so I'll use that for that kind of stuff, but. When I've got a few extra minutes, it's like, oh yeah, let's bust that motherfucker out and just. All right, here you heard it here. For, hey, so there you go. You have to. You heard it here first. I have an idea for you. Remember, you did that shower cam kind of thing. You need to do a job. This is you did something where you're in the shower. You took a photo of something. Oh, that was me drinking a beer in the shower. There you go. Well, you have the beer for this, but set up your your phone where you, you periscope or just record and do your shaving. With Borash's razor yeah. and the John's ball soap Ooh. and and your beer and like do a like a little exactly and just do it like you can, you can show off this is what you do oh well this is the, you know this what? Is the ritual you know of what? it okay you know what no no, no I'm gonna I love your idea I'm actually gonna wait for a little bit to do that hmm. because there's somebody in the chat who's bringing butt hurt hefeweizen out yes he is and I'll drink that while shaving with Bull's razor 
and John Soap. There you go. We'll just, well, you know, we'll, we'll set this up. We'll do it when we have the uh, the village by the lake. Yeah, you can fucking. I'll video. I'll video and I'll video and ask you questions. Google Periscope and YouTube. There you go. Because I, I, what I can do is we'll do a masculine geek thing, and we'll just I have USB extensions for the the webcam. Just hold the webcam and go around. Yeah, either way, that works. Yep. Yeah. Cool. There we go. We're doing it. Uh, we got a huge Jeff, itinerary the for this. Thing. Yeah, just I do the same thing. I use the straight razor before I molest the woman too. Absolutely. That's totally because that is the closest shave I've ever had. Whether yeah. it, I had it done professionally when I the first time I had it done, which was uh, about two years ago in San Antonio, hmm. was the first time I was like, you know, there was a barber shop. Me and the ex-girlfriend were just kind of bumming around, and I, and I see this barber shop, and they served beer in the barber shop. And so I was like, "You can get, you know, your hair cut or get a shave, and you can fucking drink while you're there. Hell yeah, sign me up for that." And so we went in, and you know, and I told them this is what I'm looking to do, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we can do that for you, not a problem." And it was primarily women, fit, thin women mm-hmm. with boobs and ass and all that good stuff that we all like because we're all a bunch of misogynistic pigs you know so i'm sitting in the chair drinking beer yep and you know i got a woman who's you know got her tits up in my face while she's shaving my head with a straight razor Yep. and and she you know it it took because it was a full treatment man it was the hot towel on the The face the cold towel, oh, yeah. yeah, all that shit, man. It, <laughs> it was lavender like shit or whatever. 40, yeah, it was like a forty-five minute fucking thing. You know, that mm-hmm. I almost fell asleep in the chair. It was that good. And the the closeness of it, I was like, oh man, this is fucking beautiful. Yeah, the well, place I used to go to in New York to get my haircuts, um, they do the shampoo. They have a, a separate shampoo section, mm-hmm. and there's all these Asian little Asian girls. And you would get the you get a, your head shampoo, but you also get a massage. I would always invariably would just pass the fuck out. Yeah, you can't. It's just like uh, this is fantastic, and yep. as it should be. Yeah, like, this exactly. Is the life. Yep. You know, women go and get you know back rubs, <clears throat> and pedicures, and manicures, and all that other kind of shit. You know, they get their hair done and all that horse shit. They have their ritual. Well, this was something I learned, and and there's a there's a few barber shops around here that will do all that kind of shit too. And it was like, okay, you know, depending on your time, what kind of money you want to spend, all that kind of stuff. Because I've done it, I, I did it right before my mom's funeral. That was the last time that I had a professional shave, where they they made me look really good for for the funeral and all that because I was I was definitely feeling really down at that point. You know, and the guy, you know, he's like, why are you down? You know, I told him, well, you know, I get to bury my mom in like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, man, we're going to make you look really good. You know, and, and he did. He took care of me uh-huh. and, I, and it was great. But that's the last time I've been back to have a professional shave just because eh, life gets going on. You get busy doing other shit, whatever. But Bullrush's razor is right up there with them, man, because and I'm doing it myself. And it's like, oh, fuck, man, this is a pro job. Seriously, that's an idea for uh, Saturday's meetup. I'll go just get go a get shave. Fuck, I'll get go fucking shaves and just like a, 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 a whole works face shave. You and your head. I'll get. I'll probably have my hair cut by then. Anyway, get my head shaved out, fucking beard trimmed and shit. Yeah, we can look into that for sure. Like Very I said, cool. there's there's two or three shops. I know there's one. Seriously, it's not even a mile away from me. That is fairly new. I don't know, you know, fuck, who knows if they're going to be open in a month. 
but I can definitely look into them. And I know the place I went to, they're still open. And so it's like, oh yeah, that it's like we could all, you know, depending on social distancing and fucking mask bullshit. Yeah, that nonsense. But that could be an activity that it's like, yeah, for the guys who want to do that, this is what we're going to do. Come on down and we'll sit around and get shaved and we can sit back in the chairs and go, ah, every time I do this, I feel like I'm going to get whacked. <laughs> I know, right? Raw, see? Yep. And Chest, you're correct. The big-titted woman was a licensed barber. Yes. Bullrush is opening a shop called Manscapes. Bullrush would figure, even with that retarded name, he would figure a way out to uh, make it a good place. Yeah, he would. Sell his razors there, have big-titted barbers. Mm-hmm. Barbara ladies. Yeah, he, he could partner Barbara with Steel to have the ball soap. And- exactly. That would be a separate thing in the back. They yep. hire, once again, hire. It's like that scene from Eddie Murphy coming to America, the official mm. ball washer. The mm-hmm. royal ball washer, yeah. Exactly. I like it. That There's a lot of, lot of business ideas here, gentlemen, in the chat. Yeah, so and take, we're take giving it. them away. Take it, it's this is all free here. This is there's no charge. There's no we're not we're not gurus. We're not marketing gurus. There's no nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Our mouths. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Careful around the nipples. That's right. No shit. Yeah, don't shave the nipples. <laughs> Dad, don't shave them off. Uh oh, Amos heard Asian. That will. We did, we did say we did say Asian. Yes. Asian Mexican. It doesn't. <laughs> I'd have to hire a Bangkok ladyboy for Nick Olney. <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron Clary. Yeah, it, well, especially for Aaron. Mr. He'd be like, that's the best woman I ever had. That's right. It's their four-day nap in Fabric. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cool. All right, yeah, so you're done minute. fucking around to beef up the Metallica tone. So you're done doing that, Red. All right, well, I'm glad we got your full attention again. I'll be so, right back. All right. Ah. Oh. Yellow lights just lighten, brighten the mood. Nice. So, guys, besides Red Crusader, you know, tuning on his guitar or whatever, what are you guys doing besides listening or watching us assholes? What are you doing? What do you guys got going on? Oh, it is the top of the hour, isn't it? Smash that like button. Hit subscribe. Share this with someone that you think would benefit from it because it sends tingles to YouTube's JJ. Bullrush is working. Of course you're working, Bullrush. That's all you do. Dre! Dude, dude, Dre. Uh, come September, me, you, Bullrush, and Tim. We got another episode of the military stuff I want you on. Just FYI. That's going to be sometime in September, so I'll, I'll be hitting you up about it. Um, Bacon's driving around and driving food around and around. Well... So, Bacon's out looking for trouble. Okay, that works. What happened? Oh, uh, when you went to go do whatever, you had to go wipe your ass or whatever and get wiped. I had, to, I had to, yeah, the ball wipes. Ah, uh, okay. Well, you had to go do that. You had to, you know, take care of your, your manscaping needs. I had to ask the motherfuckers in the chat what they were up to. And so now I've been hearing from them. And Dre showed up. And so I hey, had to tell him. Dre. Yeah, I had to tell him, hey, uh. Me, you, Bullrush, and Tim. We got another episode in September at some point of life after the military type of thing. Hmm. Uh, Tim, Tim's been beating off profusely about it, so we're definitely going to have to do that. Yes, he enjoys beating off. Well, especially about the military. Correct. So, so 
I'm glad Dre dropped in. Not that you know he'd catch it. I think you know in if he watches the replay. But since he's here, mm-hmm. uh, Chest is writing part three of the Punch Riot serial. Nice. So this is where we fight everyone. This sounds like Highlander almost. Like there's going to be only it can one. Be only one. Yeah, it's going to be where there's only gonna be it's going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I'm I'm waiting for that. You know that he's going to somehow incorporate something like that. This guy fights everybody, and it's really like, it's really like Aaron Clary all crotchety and shit, telling everyone to enjoy the decline. Can you imagine if it was? That would be kind of funny, actually. It would be hysterical, dude. Where where he's had RJ do his artwork in the past, where he is already kind of a cartoon. Mm-hmm. But then to actually have someone else write a story about him, making him a goddamn superhero or a cartoon. Turn it into a graphic novel. Oh, well, you know, a graphic something. Enjoy the Decline, part one. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he doesn't really know how to enjoy the decline, even though he's slaying the millennials, part one. There you go. Yeah. Putting together a punch riot, sex and sanctimony special issue featuring work by Vince. Yes, I hope you enjoyed it, Nick. I had fun writing it and picking out the pictures for you. The photos. Wait, what? This this one's got pictures. I have photos. Yeah. Well, I know you have photos. I'm saying this one's gonna have pictures. Yeah, the, my article, my BDSM article, has photos. Damn. That's right. It's like Jugs Magazine, only better. Pretty much, yeah. And there's more where that came from. So, and you've you've seen video, so you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I've, I'm I'm aware of, of what you have. So yeah, that's right. What else? Okay, anything else in the chat? Chop City. Okay. Hard wrangling over there. Oh boy. Red, 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 red. You live out in the cornfield, man. Nothing happens out in your neck of the woods. What are you talking about? <laughs> Enjoy the decline, also known as ED. Oh, there's the new meme for Aaron. There you go. It's a an erectile dysfunction meme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. ED, also known as Enjoy the Decline. With your host, the four-hour napper fapper himself. Oh, yeah. I may need to, you know, work on that with the microphone and some of my digital audio. <laughs> and get him a new intro, you know, for his podcast. I think you would appreciate that. You know, I mean, I mean, at, the very least, at the very least, we would. Well, yeah. You know, but it would be one of those things that, you know, here, Aaron, you don't need to even pay me. I'm just going to give it to you. But you have to use it. That's the catch. Correct. You know, otherwise, if you're not going to use it, then yeah, fuck you, pay me. Right. You know? And I want $1 million in $1 million. All right. Putting the fun in dysfunctional. Dude, that is all the crazy chicks. I love it. Uh, you know, I, I started a little tiny list last night where I was like, some of the best shit I've heard. Well, one of them was from Chess, where he basically was, you know, railing at some of the Spurgs on Twitter about, go fuck a girl. You know, and I thought, there you go. That's one of the most, you know, valuable things I've heard in a while. It's practical right advice, there. yeah. It is. But here's the next one. Hmm. Putting the fun in dysfunction. It's like, guys, you know, oh, well, she's got red flags, and oh, my God. Dude, they're the fun ones. Fucking God. Get over it. Pretty much. You're right, Bullrush. He wouldn't pay me. He is a cheapskate. He really is. Getting him to open his wallet, you can see the dust balls and the dust bunnies and the moths come out because that's the last time it was over. It's it's evident when he flies the Chicken Express. (laughs) 
Yeah, th- wasn't there a riot in the airport here? Kind of at the onset of COVID. Oh, I remember that not too and long was, ago. There was a riot. It, it was. Express. It was the uh, whatever you fly, whatever one you fly. What, what is it? Spirit. Yeah, that's the Chicken Express. Yeah. yeah, and they had some kind of riot or something going on in the fucking terminal. And it was, it was Spirit because I tagged him in it. I was like, hey, it's your favorite airline. That's right. <laughs> oh, well, there is the, the, the wise man, don't eat paint. Uh, that one, I think we can credit Ryan Stone for that one, which that was another one that I said, that Ryan Stone had one that was more in fuck files than he'd really mentioned at all. His don't care got late. And that's that's the thing that that's one of the things that I I, that I know he and I he's he's kind of like my spirit animal in a way because some of the shit he said in fuck files I'm like oh yeah yep oh yeah yep and don't care got laid is one of them it's I have like, to read that dude it is great just cool. I mean just for, even if it's you know you know you're not trying to learn something from it or even if you just just entertaining want, right exactly. It, it is in and of itself it's entertaining but the whole just don't care got laid and i'm like dude that is the story of my fucking life right there that you know guys well oh i only bang nines and tens bra and she can't have tattoos i don't care i got laid go fuck yourself i'm good <laughs> you know i'm a big believer in the right guy at the right place at the right time proximity is my ally you know it's like ah, i'll hang around i'll be available and she's comes over and you know we make eye contact i'm gonna talk to you <laughs> maybe i do good maybe i don't but it, it's not because i've got you know razor sharp game and i'm rico suave it's like nah half the time i think it's because i was the right guy at the right place at the right time mm. and i'm okay with that because don't care got late so way too many guys it, it, i think a lot of the assholes on the internet they're more concerned about pulling dudes than they are about getting tail. They're more concerned about the validity of their opinion with other men than they are about getting pussy. You know, yeah. I, I, that's why I only bang nines and tens and she's gotta be a virtuous some blah, 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 ha, sun hat goddess shit. It's like, you're you're signaling to other dudes what to say. Look at me, I'm alpha Chad. Dude, you shut the fuck up. When's the last time you got laid? I got laid last night, you know? I'm gonna get laid tonight. Don't care, got laid. Jesus Christ. Thank you, Chest. I'm Mr. Right Now. That is, mm-hmm. that is my, that's my fucking motto. Right? Mr. Right Now. I... Hey, Nick's got a good one. That's another good one. What if she's obese? Would you still smash and be happy you got laid? Juan, yes, I would actually. I've done that before. Fat chicks need love too. Okay. I am not your guru. They suck a mean dick. They do. That, you know, I was thinking of that earlier as a matter that I thought about and I thought, you know, average girls, where what is average today? Average is fat. They may not be obese or morbidly obese, for instance, but they're overweight. The average girl that I I fucking wrote about, they're Mm -hmm. overweight, okay? So when a girl says, oh yeah, my body type, I'm average. Okay, so that means you're about 15 to 20 pounds overweight, okay? Because that's average. Yeah. The thing I think about... And the yardstick like, yeah, for average has changed over the years. It is. It has. Yeah. It's definitely changed in the last 20 to 30 years. Yeah. Average 20 years ago, she wasn't thin, but she wasn't fat. She might be, you know, a couple of pounds overweight, but she was average. Not anymore. Average now is you're fat. You may not be clinically obese, but you're fat. Okay? Thing is, I started thinking about it, and I thought, you know, 
I've met some women that, you know, they did the starfish thing and it's not because they weren't necessarily enthusiastic, you know, like the married red pill guys talk about starfish sex. It's because they're hot enough, they didn't have to work. They're just like, I'm hot and so I can just lay here. Where your average girls, your, your fives, your fours, your fives, they have to work at it because if they're gonna do the starfish thing, Guys are going to be like, okay, I, I came and now you need to get the fuck out and don't ever call me again. Where if she's hoping to lock him down or have a repeat, she's got to be somewhat enthusiastic. She's got to put in some work and get somewhat good at her little game of at least knowing how to use her hips, her back, her ass, all that shit. Okay. And that's how I look at it. That it's like, you know, my, my girl right now, I'll call her teriyaki. Yeah, that's what I'm going to call her, teriyaki. Teriyaki, she is like 5'3". And she is actually, when I first met her, she's like, you know, I'm curvy. And I'm thinking, okay, well, curvy. Is this an Asian woman? No, she's no, she's not Asian. Oh, okay. She's not. No, there's a story behind it that I'm not going to go into. But Teriyaki, she said in her description, I'm curvy. Well, I've learned that curvy nine out of ten times means she's fat. However, when I met her, because why not? What the hell? Don't care, got laid. I realized she is the old definition of curvy. She's not fat. She's close, but she's actually a bit of hourglass shape. That is, she totally has that. She has yeah. that kind of voluptuous, Rubenesque look from back in the day. She actually has that look. It's like, oh my god, you are the classical definition of curvy. You really are. So I was kind of blown away when she got out of her car and I realized, oh my God, you're, you're actually not fat. You actually are the classical definition. Of she she used the word correctly. Yes, she did. She yeah. actually did. I was blown yeah. away. I was like, oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Rolls. Rolls are not curves. I don't know where no. women. And she doesn't have rolls. She, yeah. She actually has bona fide <clears throat> genuine curves. And I was like, holy shit, you have that Rubenesque kind of voluptuous body that was the classical definition of curvy, okay? So, and she's 34. It's like, wow, you actually understand classical terminology. That's, I'm impressed, okay? Because I was really expecting fat girl. Just because, well, I'm curvy. Yeah, I know what that means. That's like a couple of pounds. Oh, you know, I got a couple extra pounds. Yeah, that means 30. You know, that kind of shit. They're either fat or they're thin. Well, she actually is curvy. Well, the girl hasn't had a fuck ton of experience. All the guys, you know, Ooh, well, women have four times the amount of sex that we do and blah, 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 you know, the notch count. When you've been around long enough, you kind of know the ones that have, the ones that haven't, and the ones that are bullshit. You mm -hmm. figure it out. And yeah, as a general rule of thumb to not fuck with your head, you probably ought to aim high. Just to, to just to keep it real. But this girl, I could tell, yeah, she's had, you know, she's she's not no spring chicken. She's not a virgin. She's yeah, she's had a bit, but not nearly as high as I would have imagined. Because her technique, while it's good, it's not slut good. You know, it's not suck you, you know, suck a golf ball down a garden hose good. It's not porno good. And I've had all that. But it's like, oh yeah, your notch count shows up in your hip action, which it's not a condemnation. It's just just a, something I've noticed. But her enthusiasm makes up for her lack in technique. This girl gets all fucking excited about it. Nice. Yeah, she gets all fucking excited about it. 
And so it's like, well, yeah, you know, while sometimes I'm like, slow down, take it easy, girl, you're kind of spazzing out a little bit. You know, at the same time, it's like, you know what? She's got enthusiasm. She likes sex. You know, she's definitely not doing starfish. It's like, okay, we're figuring it out as far as, okay, let, let me, you know, I think I've kind of got her a little figured out, but, you know, as far as body parts working together. But it's getting her to figure out where it works for me. That it's like, okay, you, you need to do a little of this, a little of that. You know? And then it's like, oh yeah, right there. There you go. Keep doing that and we're in good shape. But yeah, teriyaki's fun. But, you know, she's, she makes, for what she misses in the I only bang nines and tens class, she makes up for in enthusiasm. You know? and, I've, and I've encountered that before too with other women that are traditionally you know or what most guys would say would be like a four or a five on the scale and it's like yeah she's average or slightly below for whatever reason whether it's weight or it's you know god damn girl you need to do something with your hair or something right but they tend to make up for it in enthusiasm and all i can figure is well they kind of have to yeah they want the guy to come back around for round two Unless he's a real thirsty motherfucker. But any guy that's, you know, kind of knows his way around a little bit, it's like, yeah, you know, hey, we're opportunists. And any guy who <laughs> says you're not an opportunist, he's stop lying. lying. Yeah, stop yeah. fucking lying. Don't lie to me. And definitely don't lie to yourself. You are a fucking opportunist. Okay? Own it. There's nothing wrong. There's no shame in it. You're a fucking opportunist. Own it. Yeah, it's I not a bad word. It's not. Yeah. That's, that's why I look at it and go, right guy, right place, right time. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not going to brag and say that it's my you know stellar game. Ah, fuck that, man. If she was there, I was there, and we started talking, and one thing led to another. Yeah, we're not fucking Boy Scouts over here. Mm-mm. Jesus. There you go. Oh, wait a minute. Bacon brought up the magic words. He brought up your average height. Average height. Average height of who? You or? or I don't know. I just saw average height and it caught my attention. Oh, okay. Because, you know, that's another, and I'm not saying Bacon's talking about it, but when I see height, we get it brought up. Immediately, I'm thinking, okay, we got guys doing the cope thing. Mm. And it's like, dudes, guys, I'm 5'4". Okay. From all the black pillars and all their bullshit and statistics and graphs, I should be an incel and never gotten laid. The last time I should have had pussy was when pussy had me. And I've had plenty of pussy. And I've always been 5'4", okay? Your fucking height does not matter as much as you think it does, okay? Not saying it doesn't matter that, oh, I can get any woman I want. It's like, oh, come on, get real. But you know what? Your fucking height doesn't matter. Uh, Mictibus says they're talking about weight loss. Oh, that's what's going on. Okay, yeah, yeah. Height with, with what he's lost. Okay, that. all right, all right. Never mind, guys. Yeah, yeah. height, that, that height, weight. Height, weight uh, ratio there. All right, yeah. right, there you go. Never mind, guys, carry on. Fuck, you know, just ignore me. I'm just fucking yapping. But when I see that height thing come up, it's like, oh, God. Don't, don't even get me started. You know, it's right up there with a legacy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it just is because it's like, guys, I'm a short dude and I'm, I do just fine. I do just fine. I'm happy with the numbers mm. I get. I'm happy with the results I get. And I'm a short fucker and I don't let that get in my way. It's, it's like Bullrush said. It's a said. non-issue. Yeah, Bullrush said it. He's <laughs> quoting my goddamn video and a blog post from a while ago. Never tell me the odds. He's totally quoting that and that's exactly it. It's don't, don't, no guys, don't fuck with me here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Thank yeah. you. 
Um, Mictibus. He has status and he's got money and he's got power and you know what? I'll bet you even if that motherfucker was unknown, he'd probably still be killed. Yeah. Um, Mictibus, he was really good in the station agent, which uh, is a movie drama. Sort of just comedic moments and it's really good. It takes place in North something New Jersey. I don't know. Somewhere up north New Jersey, so it's local, East Coast, but it's a very good movie. So check that out. And it has, a, I think, that's one of his first uh, first movies. All right, so now I'm I'm under the gun here. I'm under the spotlight, and I'm drinking my wine. Rob is washing his balls or doing whatever he's doing when he takes the video off himself. Actually, I was just say it almost looks like he left the show, but he hasn't. I think we found Rob's trigger. Yes, he got pissed off at you guys and just decided to leave. But yeah, check that. Uh, that movie is really good. I you like it. It's, uh, it's got Gary, uh, not Gary, um, John Cassavetes. He's in it too. He's pretty good. But uh, I think that's really uh, my first introduction to uh, Peter Dinklage's work as an actor. So sounds good. I can give a quick and dirty consult. What are you talking about, Bacon? Guys who are shorter and dorks are a lot less likely than tall dorks to get laid. <laughs> yes. I think if you're a dork in general, your ability to get laid is going to be hampered. And and the height, height will just make it worse. Or le- I should say less height will make it worse. I'm telling you what. It, it just, it, it's so, I mean, you know, Bacon said it. I think we found Rob's trigger. Dude, it really is because it's all a cope. It's just like, oh my God, guys, seriously. It, it, you know, either I'm making numbers up, which why would I? I'm not selling a course. I'm not selling a book. So why would I make shit up? You know, it's like, I, do you want to see the pictures of the girls? I, I, I need to put black lines over their eyes and shit so that it, they're not getting outed on social media. But, you know, I can show receipts if that's what we need, you know, to, to make it accurate. But it's just like your fucking height is not as big a deal as you think it is you know and same with the whole you know you gotta be shredded it's like no you don't i mean it doesn't hurt to to be in shape it doesn't hurt if if you're overweight yeah you probably need to lose some weight but you don't need to be fucking ripped yeah don't don't be fat yeah just don't be fat don't don't be fat put that on a t-shirt tattoo it on your forehead backwards so you can read the mirror in the morning don't be fat and you're fine it's really all you need you know, <laughs> Red Crusader. I'm 5'9 and can't get laid. Help! Mm. No shit, you know, and that's it. It's just like, guys, you know, I am not in top physical shape. And, dude, I'm, I'm, I went from being fat and I still got laid to being thin and got even more laid. And yet... My I want that on a t-shirt. I got thin and got more laid. No, because that's true. My, it my is true. It's absolutely way true. up after I lost weight. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm the skinny dude now. You know, I'm I'm the little guy, and, and the women don't care. They're like, ah, oh, come here, you. And it's like, all right, fuck it. There's nothing like walking around public, especially if you're you're doing your shopping, whatever, and, and you're wearing a, a nice t-shirt or you're form fitting. You're no longer fat. You've got nice shoes on, a nice pair of jeans, and you're getting eye fucked by women. Nothing, nothing nicer than that. Right. But you know what? I want to add to that, Vince. And and this is a thing that I learned because part of part of the bullshit that I think some of these guys go through is it's that whole confirmation bias thing. Okay. 
you think you're unattractive and so you know you're you're fat you're short you're bald you're whatever it is whatever your horse shit is and Mick Tubas brought it up he's and, and you're right I have said it before nothing is a problem unless you make it nothing is an issue unless you make it an issue and that is true that's been mm-hmm. my life experience okay so you whatever it is your height your weight your your receding hairline I've had all of those things I've had them all be issues and when I made them an issue so did the women okay and then you get into this this negative spiral you get into this death spiral where you start looking for that that women are ignoring you and they're not paying attention to you and then they're rejecting you and they're giving you weird looks and a lot of it well I'd say pretty much all of it really is in your own fucking head because Mm -hmm. when I lost weight and all of a sudden like you said Vince you know wearing clothes that fit and you know dressing nice and taking care of myself and women were eye fucking me and I'm looking over my shoulder you know looking for the dude behind me and realize wait it's me yeah it's me (laughs) holy shit when when you start looking for the IOIs the indicators of interest which a lot of guys don't. They're too fucking in their heads. They're too caught up in their own little dialogue going on in here that they're not paying attention to their surroundings that you'd be surprised how often women are checking you out, okay? And and even if you notice it, guys are real quick to dim- dismiss it. Oh, she wasn't looking at me. She was looking at you know, this other dude. Or oh that that's no she wasn't she wasn't smiling at me you know that way or oh she was laughing oh that that was one I remember I, I don't remember if we were on a show if it was something I goddamn I don't know if it was on Twitter if it was on a show like with Jack or if it was with Nick and Bull I don't remember where it was but it wasn't too long ago that somebody brought it up I think it was on Twitter that they asked. You know, a couple of girls are sitting there and they're looking at you and they're giggling. What does that mean? And I was like, what do you think it means? And they thought like I used They're, make, they're making fun of making them. fun of They're them. not. They're, inter- they're, they're interested. Not. They're not. Yeah, interested. they are interested. If a girl thinks you are weird, creepy, disgusting, they're not going to laugh at you. And if they do... They're going to get out of your way as soon as well, possible. Well, they're, they're going to move far away. They're they're going to give you one look. They're going to laugh and roll their eyes. And then they're, they're going to make it a point to never look at you again. Okay. But if they look at you, they're not rolling their eyes. They stay put wherever they are. They're sitting down. They're standing there whatever. If they're giggling, that's nervous energy. Mm-hmm. That means for that moment, they're attractive. They're actually giggling because they don't know what else to do with themselves. They're they're literally going, oh my God, hot dude at, at five o'clock, okay? So that's the thing you have to keep in mind, okay? If anything, even, even if I'm full of shit, guys, even if, you know, Rob, you're fucking lying, you're full of shit, guys, wouldn't it be better to have that mindset that they are attracted to you than assume they're not? Wouldn't it be better to do that instead? Because... You could do the death spiral and say, oh, they're not interested. And you know what? You'll create a self-fulfilling prophecy. Okay. Why not instead assume you're the man and they are interested and then act accordingly and then find out, lo and behold, guess what? You were right. Okay. Because that's, that's what I do. I assume, oh, they're giggling at me. Yeah. The old critic in me goes, oh, dude, they're laughing at you. You know, they're making fun of you because you're short, you're bald, you're whatever. 
Yeah. And I push that shit aside and go, no, they're not. They're laughing because it's nervous energy because they are attracted and I'm going to act accordingly. I'm going to smile at them. I'm going to wink. I'm going to wave. If I feel like it, I'm going to talk to them, you know, and lo and behold, wow, you know, you got someone out of your league. And that's because there is no leagues, guys. The league is in your head. Okay. That's why, you know, when guys see, you know, oh, ugly dudes with hot chicks. Well, it's because he's got money or he's got this or he's got that. And in some cases, yeah, that's true. But not in all cases. I've known guys, I've been that guy. Oh, wow, you got a girl that's 20 years younger than you and she is a seven to a seven and a half on a, on a regular day. If she dolls herself up, she's easily an eight, okay? Well, it's not because I had money. It's not because I had status. It's not because I had razor sharp game. It's because I just acted accordingly that, you know what? Oh, fuck it, I have to know what a 22 year old girl's like. I have to know. So I'm gonna take a chance and maybe she shoots me down. Maybe she doesn't. It turns out she was into it. Well, if I can do it once, guys, I can replicate it. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at anything I do. Anything, whether it's women, money, jobs, uh, whatever skill. If I can see Vince do it, then that tells me it's fucking possible. If I can see a friend or someone else, and I'm not talking, you know, oh, celebrities and and, 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 fuck them guys. I'm talking about just Joe Schmo. If I can see some random asshole do whatever it is, then I can- You are random assholes, yes. We really are. Yes. That when I see that, I can look at that and say, well, if that random asshole can do whatever it is, then I can do that. Mm-hmm. And then all I got to do is go out and figure it out, try it out, see what happens. And don't give up on the first fucking 50 times. Yeah, most guys get in their own way. Oh, I'd say yeah. every guy at some yeah. point gets in their own fucking way. But that's the thing. And then once you, whatever it is you're trying to do, whether you're trying to learn a song on your guitar or it's picking up a chick or whatever, you get that one time under your belt that, yeah, maybe you didn't bang the chick, maybe, but she was nice and and she didn't, you know, run away screaming, you know, blowing on a date rape whistle or whatever, but she actually treated you okay and you could tell, hey, you know what, there was something there, even if only for that minute, there was something there for that minute, but you see that and then realize, Hey, wow, that was cool. And the thing is, guys, when you've had a woman or a couple of women or a group of women and they're all giggling at you, yeah, you have that moment of, oh God, they're laughing at me. That's that critic. But then there's that gut moment that kind of freezes you up where even your critic is silent for just a minute. Just you're, It's the deer in the headlight thing, man. But part of you knows. Like it's instinctual, it's like a cellular level. Part of you knows one of them, if not more, are interested. And then the critic kicks in and starts talking shit, okay? But for that split second, you know, that's that's the part you should trust, okay? Because that's what I've done. That's what I've had to teach myself to do, is, hey, I still freeze up. I still go, uh, what the fuck? But that's, okay, that's before the critic can kick in. And it's like, oh shit, they're interested. Because on a, like a cellular level, I know it then it's up to me to decide what do I want to do with this? Do I want to talk to him? Do I want to wink and wave? Do I want to smirk? Do You know, whatever. Do I want to go and engage them? And there's no wrong answer. But when you can do whatever it is and you can do it once, then that means you can do it a hundred thousand times. And that's one thing I learned from 
you know, being with a younger, a much younger woman. Gee, I saw other guys doing it. And these were Joe Schmoes. These were fucking nobodies. They didn't have money. They didn't have status. These weren't professional call girls, escorts, hookers, whatever. These were just young women. Okay, well, if that guy can do it, I could probably do it. And then when I did it, it's like, ah, oh, God, I did it once. Guess what? I can do that again. And so that's become part of my thing now. It's like, oh, younger women, they're not a problem. In fact, they're kind of easy. They're, they're really not that hard. And I've taught myself to look for it, you know, that, oh, they are interested, that younger women, you know, considering a lot of guys are fucking soy today and pussies, they, well, where, where else are these women going to go? Where else are they going to go, guys? You know, if, if you as the younger man, depending on whatever age you are out there listening, watching in the chat, whatever, you're 25, 28, whatever, if you're not going to step up and do the man thing and approach and all that shit... The women you're interested in, where are they going to go? They're going to go to me because that's their only options because the guys, you know, if they are more interested in younger men, if you guys aren't stepping up, they have no other alternative and I'll fucking take them. It's like, hell yeah, because women my age are too fucking old for me. So guys, step it up for real. Word. So there you are, guys. Yeah. And if women yeah, are, you fuckers. and if and it, Mick Tubas brought it up, they're looking at you. That's an opportunity. If they are looking at you and they're not running away screaming, dude, you're you're kind of in. You really are. Man, outside the sex, aren't most younger women a pain in the ass and annoying? Uh, no, drunk Spock. It's not to me. I like younger women, and it's not just for the obvious reasons of younger, hotter type. Uh, for me, women my age, women in my age group, so we're talking mid-40s on up. Okay. Not only are they not, their bodies not as elastic as they once were in most cases. And in most cases, women my age, the majority of them are fat. Okay. They've lost their femininity. Life has beaten it out of them, whatever. They tend to be argumentative. They tend to want to fight and vie for control in the relationship, whatever that relationship is. Whether it's a short-term thing, a one-night stand, long-term, it doesn't matter. They tend to want to fight for control. And they are, for lack of better words, they're kind of bitter. Okay, And I'm not saying all of them are like that because Kitten, that I mentioned a while back, she's actually older than me. Okay? She's like 51 and I'm 48. Okay, And Kitten had a great body. She took very good care of herself. So that's an anomaly in and of itself. And she hadn't lost that kind of joy of life that hey, you know, anything is possible. And she was very submissive around me. And, and it was very attractive to me. She didn't try to fight me for control. Where most women that I've encountered that are in my age bracket, that is one of the big ones besides being usually fat and out of shape and kind of angry and pissed off at the world, yeah. is they fight constantly for control. And one of the reasons for that I found is invariably at that age, you're going to find very few of them single that are not mothers mm -hmm. and mothers because they are divorced and they have fundamentally for the most part they've taken over the role of the the man in the house yes they have become men they it's very difficult for them to relinquish that 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 masculine slash mother control and, and i get that I, and I don't necessarily fault them for that because in some cases, even with 
big daddy government supplementing them or they cashed out and got half. You know, they did the cash and prizes thing, whatever you want to define that as. They're still having to raise the kids primarily on their own, okay? Even if they had an amicable divorce with the ex and he gets the kids half the time type of thing, for the half the time that she's got them, she is raising them on their own her own okay and so she by necessity in a lot of cases has to assume that role of head of the household the man role okay and i'm not trying to give them a pass it's just simply that's what they have to do to survive okay so they assume the mantle of leadership in the house especially with a lot of guys being the betas who want to just be on cruise control and happy wife happy life horseshit okay so she had to assume that role and yeah now she doesn't want to let it go because if she does that could mean disaster for her kids and in some instances she doesn't know how to let it go exactly. there's no there's 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 no there's no masculine man in the picture right and and so that's where i can empathize with them to a degree but it doesn't mean i have to put up with it either um, because i absolutely have absolutely not absolutely and that's not. why i choose younger women but I personally don't find them annoying or whatever. It's like, I mean, there are times when younger women are gonna act like younger women where it's like, well, yeah, but that's because they haven't had the life experience. And I'm okay with that because, well, of course you haven't had this experience. You, you don't have the wisdom because you haven't lived long enough yet. You haven't been around the block like I have where that shit you're worried about in your 20s that that is a stressor to you, yeah, that shit's not gonna matter in five years or 10 years, but they don't know that. And so that's where I've learned patience because I'm like, eh, you know, you'll, you'll figure that one out. You know, and I let them figure it out. You know, it's like, I'm not your dad and I'm not your savior. You know, I'm your lover, I'm your boyfriend, whatever, but you still get to live your life and make your experiences. You get to make your choices and you get to burn if that's the case. And so I don't find them annoying. I actually like their energy. I like their their exuberance, their their naivety in, in, to a degree. And I like that kind of stuff, you know? And yeah, and it doesn't hurt that the sex is pretty good too, because it's like, oh, they are younger, hotter, tighter. You know, their bodies haven't had the ravages of childhood, childbirth usually, and they haven't, they, they, you know, they haven't had the ravages of time. And so, I guess I'm a lot more forgiving, I guess, in that sense, because a lot of it comes down to, well, you haven't been around as long as I have. But that's why I prefer younger. They're more willing to let me lead. They're willing to trust me because I have been around long enough that they're like, well, you know, you've definitely had these experiences. And it's like, and how? Yeah, oh, yeah, I've been down that road. I know where that goes. But hey, if you want to go down there, go right ahead. You know, and they're like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just follow you. OK, cool. I'm good with that. You know, that's that's what I want. I don't want to fight for control because that's I don't have the time or the patience for it. But, you know, they don't they. The younger chicks are, from my experience, they're more willing to let you lead and they're more optimistic about the future, about their future, about my future, about our future, whatever you want to call it. You know, no matter if it's short term, long term, it doesn't matter. You know, teriyaki is very, where she's 14 years younger than me, she's very exuberant about a lot of things and not just the sex. And I like that because I feel younger being around her 
you know, it, and I've I've kind of alluded to that with her. That it's like I bring the calm of the storm. I bring the wisdom of age. You, on the other hand, give me my youth back. You know, I feel young being around you, and I enjoy that. It's it's a symbiotic trade-off, and that's not just in the sexual department. That's in life in general. That's us hanging out, <coughs> talking movies, talking shit. You know, it just it works. It works for me. And yes, Bacon, you're correct. All women want to submit. They do. Uh, drunk Spock. Uh, Latinas are great. Uh, I've had two in my life. One that's uh, a Costa Rican girl, and the other one is Mexico. And you're right, they're fun when they're not angry, but you know what? Even when they're angry, they're fun. Because all they're really doing, it's it's another form of shit test. They're just gonna, you know, kind of just turn up. Shit test writ large. That's all it is, but it, it doesn't matter if if you, if you know, to use the term, if you have frame, you know, whatever you want to call that, where it's just, you know, it's unless she's going to pull out a knife and start getting stabby. Her, her, her anger is it can, if you don't have the experience, it can seem scary and overwhelming, but honestly, it's not. It, it's all hot air. It's all bullshit. And so you just kind of chuckle and let it fucking let her go. Let her fucking rant and rave. And then, you know, you agree and amplify and you make fun of her to a degree. Gently, but you make fun of it. You tease her about it. And usually they'll get a little more pissed off for a minute because you're not taking them seriously. But then they start laughing and realize you're not taking them seriously and they get over it. That's been my experience. So, uh, I get it. You're in a leftist big city, but you know what? There's other guys that I've talked to that bring up the whole leftist, you know, I live in a leftist city. All your all your major cities are going to be leftist. They all go that way. Salt Lake City is blue through and through. It's the outlying areas that are red and conservative, like where I live. But downtown metropolitan Salt Lake is blue as hell. But you know what? You can drop me in any fucking big city in the United States, and it's going to take me a minute. But I will find young, beautiful, submissive, hot women that aren't totally fucked up from feminism. I mean, they're all they're all exposed to it to one degree or another. Just like we as guys, we've all been exposed to it, okay? It's just to what degree? Did you drink all the Kool-Aid or did you just drink a little bit? But the last generation that was really not exposed to the whole feminism thing, that generation's all but dead now. Because even the boomers got exposed to it. Okay? But Gen X, the millennials, the Zoomers, everybody's been exposed to it. You can't get away from it. It's just how, how much Kool-Aid did you drink? And how much, you know, what is salvageable and what isn't? Okay? So you're not going to escape that. So you accept it. You say, okay, we've all we've all been radioactive to some degree. And then you just go in and you start finding the ones that are not as radioactive as the others. And so you can drop me into any big leftist city and probably within a week, if I have that kind of time, maybe less, I'll find out where the, the, the hot chicks are. I'll find out, you know, where the, the young submissive, you know, they didn't drink all the Kool-Aid. I'll find them. They're there. They do exist. Because I've been to Seattle I've been to Portland. I've been to all these bigger cities. I've been to them. I've been to New York City. I've been to Frisco. And yeah, there's all kinds of horse shit going on. I'm not denying that. But 
I can find where they are. Give me enough time, and it's usually within a week at most. I'll find them. Okay? They they are there. You just got to look a little harder. So being in a being in that type of thing to me, it, it's not it's not an excuse. Ah, you don't find them, you make them, and that's correct. And that's it, guys. Women they are they have a submissive nature. And you get to a point, but you you have to kind of mold them. You have to create them. And all women will be to one degree or another moldable, okay? And it, it's not a conscious thing where you sit down and write down a 10-point bullet list. It's not like that. It's just you going, oh, that's cute. And you pat them on the head and then you do your thing. And she comes along after a while because she wants to be around you my ex-girlfriend when i first met her was very anti-gun all very liberal and by the time she left she's a gun owner very second amendment all that kind of shit very conservative well that's because she got exposed to me on a daily basis and all i did was oh you you want to be a vegetarian and do all that shit and tree hug and all that that's fine i i, I don't care i'm fine but she's like well what are you gonna do well, i'm gonna go ride motorcycles with my friends and go shoot guns and in the beginning it was but then after a while she's like well well can i come along well yeah get on let's go well can can i shoot your guns sure yeah well will you help me buy a gun will you help me decide what works oh you want to buy a gun now well, yeah, I'm thinking I might need it for protection. Mm, fair enough. All right, let's get serious then. That's moldable, guys. Okay, so it it can be done and you can do it. Okay, so yeah, that's what it is. But anyway, guys, we're going to call it. Um, I know Vince is getting tired. I'm starting to fade myself. So glad for all of you to show up. You guys are all awesome. Uh, this is the Million Dollar Chat for sure, you guys. Uh, hit the like, hit the subscribe, all the stuff. If you haven't subscribed, do that. Hit the little notification bell. Like I said, uh, August 26th, right now, Carl's supposed to come on, and I'm hoping that's still going to be the case. Otherwise, come September, we're going to be back to the Salt Lake sit-downs on the Sundays. We're going to be doing that on the regular. We're going to be starting back up. So thanks for showing up, guys, and I will see you all next time. Vince, take us out. Yeah.